Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and Dakota are coming to you from sunny Calgary, Alberta for once on this beautiful Friday morning. And today we are super excited to talk to you guys about a very relatable topic for women, female entrepreneurs and business owners. Today we're going to be talking about being single, um, what that's like, the things that Alyssa and I have experienced as single women and successful business owners, um, as well as something called ghosting that kind of rose up out of the ashes like a couple of, I don't know, a year or so ago and has become this terrible trend in both sometimes business and relationships. So with that being said, I'm going to let Alyssa kick it off with a rant. And my rant this week is actually related to ghosting. So hence the nice uh, topic segue there. So Ghosting from a business perspective is something I have not experienced until just recently. And so this is kind of how this topic came to be. But I am working with a client and we are in the middle of a project and suddenly said client will not respond to emails or contact or update in any sort of way. So we are in the midst of a project. Um, I have provided proofs for a piece of work that was required as part of this project, which was submitted weeks ago. And with continued follow-ups, I have heard nothing back. So I have never had this happen in my business. And in speaking with other colleagues of mine, people have indicated that this particular person or client, this isn't it's not normal, but it wasn't a surprise, I suppose, in how they're, they deal with the stuff on their end. But so I don't know, obviously, what's going on, on on their side of the ledger. But what in all the world? Now, I don't know what to do because you could only follow up. And so now I'm in the midst of, and so I was having a conversation with my designer who has contributed to this project. And we were having a discussion of like, well, should we invoice for the work that's been done to date? I mean, I think that should happen because I don't want to float. Like now I'm going to be floating um, design fees because like, obviously my designer will pay, will will invoice me. So I am just, I I was just gobsmacked. I mean, in six years, almost six years of being a consultant, I've never had this happen. And so this ghosting, I mean, we've all been ghosted from a relationship or dating perspective, which we'll talk about, but from a business perspective, I'm just... It has totally thrown me off this whole week because I do not know how to deal with it. Wow. I have also never dealt with that ever. And if anyone listening has, and this (laughs) is advice advice and this has happened to you, please like send us a DM on our Instagram or, or um, send us an email or whatever, like, or send me a DM on my own Instagram if you follow me or Dakota directly. But honestly, what... What do you even do? And this is sort of where I'm sitting. And so when when Dakota and I were discussing this topic um, of how we were going to relate dating and dating as entrepreneurs into a uh, a business-based podcast, that was sort of the launching point is like, well, I guess ghosting can happen whether you're on Bumble or whether you're a business owner. And isn't that just the saddest thing ever? (laughs) It is. You know, I've been, this is going to sound kind of la-di-da and maybe a little cliche, but something I've kind of really adapted in my own life has been something called a moral compass within my relationships. And that goes for business relationships too. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes in both dating and business. You know, I can, I can, I can have some of my own struggles and challenges with, with being reliable and, you know, being, having open communication with people. But like, for the love of God, like how long has it taken for this person to get back to you? Well, they haven't yet. So how long has it been though? So I submitted a proof or submitted documents back, I guess at the end of January. It is now 
February 18th as of today. Oh yeah. And how many times have you followed up? Three. Holy cow. Yeah. That's not okay. Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, so as a business owner, like not even, yeah. I mean, my whole thing was like, okay, so I submitted a, a design piece and if you hated it, well, let's have a conversation and let's work it out. Right. Like, I mean, this happens all the time because clients don't know. I mean, sometimes what we submit is not what they were thinking. And especially in this instance, when there wasn't a lot of back and forth and it was just sort of this like panicked project they needed. And so I kind of threw it together. So yeah, if you reviewed it and it's like, this isn't what we were thinking we want, that's the whole conversation is you go back and forth and it's like, we were thinking more of this and it's like, great, we'll rework it, but just get nothing. Cause then it's like, did you like it? Did you hate it? Yeah. Do you have no thoughts about it whatsoever? Because that that's paid work that you initiated. Yep. This reminds me so much of dating Alyssa, like (laughs) listening to my other girlfriends tell me stories when I was married and then getting back into the dating scene after I got divorced. Like, thankfully I'm so happy to say it hasn't happened to me a lot, but when I have been ghosted and I have a great story for you guys in a little bit here, it's the same thing. It's like, what was wrong? What was wrong with the product? (laughs) Like, tell me what I need to do better next time. Tell me if it was Did you not like my blouse? What was the... Yeah. I don't... I know. And that's the thing is it's like, from a business perspective, businesses and how, especially for what we do in being service providers and working with our clients, it is a relationship. It's always always a relationship. It's back and forth. And there is clients that you get along with like a house on fire and they become great friends and all that sort of thing. And you have a great rapport. And then there's, there's clients that are very just professional and you work with them and you get things done and and you have, but you still have that good sort of um, professional back and forth. And then you have clients who you just do not on any level, you don't work well together. You don't mesh well as people. And those clients go away. Cause I mean, just like any relationship, right? It's relationship breakdown. It's relationship breakdown. So in sort of the dating slash uh, business life, we all have those areas where things go really well or they don't. It's just this weird, and in relationships and business, there's always this weird nebulous area where one side of the relationship is just left questioning what's going on with the other side. And you know what? As a business owner, like, I'm sorry, you know, even if you're asking a contractor to do work for you, if you're a business owner, like yourself and your client obviously is, you should be responding to your clients maximum 24 hours. Alyssa told me a long time ago, cause I was getting overwhelmed with my emails and I was definitely trying to be a superwoman with answering all of them all the time. And I was getting so bogged down. So Alyssa said to me, put on an out of office that says that you monitor this email twice a day. And for months and months and months, I was like, no way people are going to get turned off. I can't do that to them. They're going to ask questions. I finally had had enough and I started doing it at the beginning of this week. Alyssa, you probably saw it Uh and it's been great. Like nobody said anything. And now I just like, I check my email in the morning and I check it one more time before I end the day. And unless I'm waiting for something from someone or something urgent is coming, I don't check my email, but I still get back to people within 24 hours. So it's a win-win because I save my sanity while also in that I'm communicating properly with my clients. But this whole like running away, like if that's what it is with this client, like it's just so reminiscent of dating and ghosting and it just, just makes me crazy. Yeah, and I think probably that's why I've been, I mean, I hate the word triggered, but that's kind of why I've been triggered in the last week is I kind of feel like this is like a bad dating situation. And like, it brings up all those memories of texting with guys or even setting up times to meet each other. And then you just never hear from them. And it brings out all that insecurity. So, I mean, we all have insecurities and anxieties and all of that as people and those manifest. And so we are able to, to structure our lives, to get through our existence by just being able to cope. And from a professional perspective, we're able to sort of shelve those insecurities because we are confident in what we do as business people and what, and, mm-hmm. and what it is that we're providing. But any, anything like this situation immediately brings out all those insecurities about me. Like, did I not do this well? Like what, what, what did they think of this? Like clearly it wasn't good enough or like all of those things, like it's clearly about me and like, they don't like me and like all that stuff that I would, I manifest, um, with dating is all in this situation from a business mm-hmm. perspective. So it's so weird how those two things have intertwined and completely intersected in the past couple of weeks so as, weird. As, as I question my, 
my existence yeah. with this client. It's like me dating. Yeah. And they don't like me. <laughs> why don't they like me? <laughs> You're like, why? What's going on? Okay. So to end that off, that the rant, Eliza, I would honestly, um, I would call them yeah. like maybe Monday and just be like, I hope you're okay. <laughs> I haven't heard from you in three weeks and I'm going to send you your invoice now because we've completed this work for this month and it's net 30 time, yeah. right? Or we bill in net 30, you can just say. And then just be like, you know, if you could get back to me soon, that'd be great. I look forward to continuing continuing work with you. And then maybe follow it up with an email. And then like, that's all you can do. And honestly, like at this point, you know, just hope... I guess the invoice gets paid and that they're okay, right? Like maybe something happened. I hope, I hope that's not the case. Well, that's the thing too, right? Is that we don't know what's going on. And that's why, I mean, we we give our clients a lot of grace generally because obviously we don't know what's going on in, in people's lives and their work situations. But this is like, it's just rude. Like, like I really, I really do hope they're okay. Like I do want to preface this by saying that. Right. But I mean, to not respond to somebody for weeks on and like, Clients would never put up with that from us. Right. So why would we put up with it from them? Right. And all it takes is a quick email to say, yeah, we are sorry. This has gone like this has happened. And so this has gone to the lowest priority. I haven't had a chance to talk to. So yeah, great. No problem. It's just as bad as like not showing up for a meeting and then no explanation. Oh, right. Yeah. Like what if I just didn't show up this morning? Well, and then like never told you. I would have ranted to myself and posted (laughs) And like today's ladies who launch the list is randomly <laughs> ranting about all kinds of things. Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh, good. Well, that brings us to our topic. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, obviously this podcast is not a dating podcast, but as two single female entrepreneurs, Alyssa and I obviously like to talk about our life because it integrates very heavily into our everyday um, business life as well. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about how you can maintain your personal brand, especially as two people who certainly aren't celebrities, like by any stretch, but <laughs> no. definitely like, I just don't want to, I don't want to sound like, yeah, we're, we're not we're over circumstances. We're selling ourselves just a tad. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, working in PR yeah. and marketing, we have high profile jobs. You inherently, yeah. ju- you just connect with everybody. When I go out for dinner, like it's pretty plausible that I'm going to run into somebody that I know. So it was actually kind of funny because when I um, got out of my 11 year relationship with my ex-husband, which I feel like I talk about way too much. I'm sorry, you guys, but seriously, it was a big part of my life. When I got out of that and I started dating, you know, six ish months later, I was actually petrified of the idea of my friends and people I knew seeing me out and about with other men or other people. I was, for whatever reason, worried about getting judged, worried about getting questioned because some people didn't really know yet what had happened. And everybody knew that I was married. Most people knew my ex-husband. He'd come to things with me all the time. He had a high profile career too. He did. Yeah. He knew a lot of people as well. And together, you know, we were kind of a powerhouse. I hate the word power couple with a diehard or the term power couple with a diehard passion. So I'm not even going to go there. But we were two, you know, people who worked a lot and were building careers that, you know, inherently connected us with a lot of Calgarians. And so people knew us as a couple. So I didn't care what people like really thought. It was more just this weird fear of like having to explain and then putting the person that I was dating like in the hot spot. Um, and then also just like fe- it feeling judged maybe because the person I was out with that night, maybe I didn't like them as much as I thought or something. I don't know. But regardless, we're going to kind of chat about that a little bit. I think Alyssa should kick off the, the remainder of this episode with an amazing story she has. It's really sad, but she has this epic story of her friend getting ghosted in the worst way possible um, at a coffee shop. Oh, Yeah. And honestly, that for me is like the penultimate disrespect, but it happens all the time. So I'll let Alyssa tell the story. Yeah, this is a terrible story. And I'm not going to obviously name my friend because that would be mm. terrible, but uh, yeah. because everybody can can see themselves in this story. Um, it's not unique to my friend on any level, but I think it just goes to show the, the how much we put ourselves out for other people. And when those people are not good people, how it can then stay with you for a long, long time. So 
my friend is lovely and she's a very large woman and not, I think I'm only saying that cause it's relevant to this story. I would not bring that up for any other reason, but it's relevant yeah. to this story. So dating has always been a very stressful thing for her because obviously like, especially on dating apps, people all, suck. People That's suck. Why. Yes. And it's all about how you look and it's all whatever. So she had, so it was a really sort of a big, and she was always, she was a single mom. And so um, her whole life had just been raising her daughter and getting by, like she's never had uh, money and it's her, her life has been a struggle. So when she, when her daughter was old enough um, that she felt that she could get back into the dating scene, she did get on. I think it was like plenty of fish back then was the site of the moment. <laughs> plenty of fish. Yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. And so obviously she was super insecure with how she felt about herself and the way that she thought she was going to be perceived online. So it was already a big step to sort of put herself out there in that way, like to be judged um, immediately by how you look on these online apps. But she she was doing okay. And she would tell me like how things were going and meeting some men and blah, blah, blah. So she was so excited because one of these men that she'd been chatting with was wanted to meet her, uh, wanted to meet her in person, which was always the biggest step. Like with all, anyone knows with the, with online dating, it's always getting to the meet part because men are so happy to sit and like chat on text, but God forbid they like want to meet you in person. So she was so excited. So they were meeting at a Starbucks. And she was totally open, like her photo, like she wasn't catfishing in any way, like her photos were her, like it wasn't, she wasn't posting photos of um, models and things like they were, like I saw her profile, she was completely open and um, very open and talking about um, who she was and all that kind of stuff. So she was sitting, so they met at Starbucks. And so she was sitting at the table right in the window. So um, he could, so he could see her, I guess that was sort of the agreement. And she saw him, like she'd gone in and got a coffee and saw him drive up and saw him see her through the window. And then he drove off and didn't even come in. So she saw him arrive and saw him see her sitting there and, and she saw him leave, like didn't even come in to, to have like, it was, and so she, she was just like so embarrassed and devastated. And thank God you're in a coffee shop because people are sitting alone in coffee shops. This is why I tell women never go for dinner, like as a date. Like you need, you need an out and you need a place where you're not going to be like some sort of beacon of like, oh, stood up woman sitting alone um, when he doesn't show up at a restaurant or something. So, yeah, I mean, she was, so then she texted me right away and she's like, I saw him leave. And I'm like, what an asshole. Like, who does that? Who That's does bad. that? That's bad. So this is what I was talking about with this moral compass situation. There's a podcaster I listen to a lot named Mark Groves, and he has been my saving grace anytime I get out of something really bad because he always kind of brings me back to myself and the idea that it's me and me alone, me and I living this life, you know, and as long as I'm good with me, I'm, I'm good. And I think, you know, again, I am not an angel. I have been jealous. I've been clingy. I've been inappropriate in like my communication with people. I've ghosted people. Not, not very many times. I can like maybe twice. And it was because that person was being creepy and I felt unsafe. That I think is fine, you know? And, and conversely, I've been ghosted by men and women, um, definitely not just men here. We're not sitting here being man haters at all. But I think you have a responsibility when you date somebody or when you work with somebody or when you have any kind of a relationship with somebody, whether it's a friendship or even a family member to like leave that person kind of like how you found them, you know, don't, don't try and change them. Don't try and... <clears throat> manipulate them. Um, and if, if you've only, if you're only going to know them for a short period of time and you decide you're not into it, this, as an example, this man should have come into the coffee shop. I don't care how uncomfortable you are, buddy, come in, sit down, have the coffee, and actually say, give it a chance. And just say, and it was like, and nice meeting you. It. And yeah. good luck. And then, like, yeah, good luck. Like, I'm just not feeling a Right. And then Alyssa's friend, you know, she would have to then choose to take that data, that information 
And if she chose to be like, oh my God, it's me, then at that point, it's her problem. Sorry to say. If she was going to take his, you know, look, I'm just not feeling a spark and, and internalize it. Like, I'm sorry, that's awful and everything, but you're then making that decision to internalize that. And you have to, that's why I say like, you have to be right with yourself before you date these days, because it can be a soul crushing experience and business is no easier. You know, serving for clients, getting clients, losing clients, it's all very soul crushing sometimes. So I'm going to tell my story now. <laughs> I would like to preface before you start your story, <laughs> yes. um, just in fairness to my friend, she is now married and has been married for like almost 10 years and is super happy. So I, it's like, there is someone for everyone. And so that experience did not break her. And she was able to pick herself up and find someone who loved her for herself. So there's hope, but I just want to preface that by saying that like, that wasn't her whole story that she did actually, um, have a, uh, have a, a continued a dating life and then found the person that was meant for her and whatever happened to the dude in the car, who the heck knows and who cares. That's awesome, Melissa. And sorry about that guys. We're uh, obviously working from home. It's still COVID time. So that was my dog barking and I apologize for that. Um, it's Bailey, by the way, because Bailey's going to show up Bailey. in these podcasts quite a bit. Eventually. Oh, um, one thing I wanted to quickly mention to you guys, um, we'll mention it again at the end so that it doesn't get lost in the mix, but Alyssa and I are going to be starting to do Facebook and Instagram lives soon here. Um, so please stay tuned to our channels for updates about when those are happening. And you will definitely meet Bailey at some point. She is not as scary as her bark may have sounded. No, she's cute. <laughs> Okay. Story time. Anywho. Okay. Story time. Okay. So like I was saying, I have had the luxury of not experiencing the full force of the horrific dating stories that my friends have told me. I have friends who have been dating for almost a decade and haven't found anybody of quality uh, that is willing to stick around. And we've sat for hours and, you know, analyze the minutia around why this might be happening. And honestly, like it's not them. It's literally the fact that there is too much supply and demand or sorry, too much supply. Um, and uh, like not enough demand. There's too, there's more women than there are men. Like, and you know, even if you're LGBTQ or you're, you know, like not hetero, the same problems are there as well. I would say actually, if you um, are not hetero and you're like looking to date a woman, um, that's tough because there's actually not enough like women to go around. And then a lot of them are still kind of like, hmm, maybe I'm just bi. I don't know if I want to like be in a full-blown relationship with a woman. Like, so it's just very, it's just a very diluted and confusing marketplace. I hate to kind of talk it about is, though. dating like this, like it's the stock market or like it's business, but it really is. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I had recently reconnected with a very old friend oh, who God. I have known for like 15 years. And I kind of had my head in the sand a little because I figured that because we'd known each other since we were really young, that this person would just inherently treat me well because of that fact. Um, there was a lot of things about this person when we were younger that troubled me now because I was like, ooh, I wonder if they've actually done the work to grow up. So I was always in the back of my head. And I also was really concerned that we were two completely different people because we just really come from different like upbringings, um, and we just have kind of different lifestyles at this point. So either, regardless, we decided to date and embark on a relationship. And this person ended up about halfway through our relationship that was like still very much like we're still feeling it out. We're not fully committed yet. Um, at this point, they moved away. So because we were still pretty into each other, we decided to try long distance. And uh, at one point, you know, things weren't going super well. So we kind of took a little breather and then we kind of got back together. So I went out to this place to visit this person and we had a really fantastic time. 
And I was, you know, consistently surprised and shocked by how well it was going, given my concerns and slowly started to really fall for this person and, and really open up my heart to them and really let them into my life, which is a huge deal for me and should be for, for anybody. Um, and I was following my moral compass, you know, I, there was things that bothered me a little bit about this person, but never did I try and change or manipulate them. I more just, you know, was supportive and guided them as needed. I was there for them all the time, helping them dealing, deal with their struggles. Um, and they were kind of there for me too, but the only thing that shocked and awed me to no end was that they seemed to have a lot of problems wanting to commit, um, and I'm not one to tell somebody that they need to commit to me like immediately. Like I'm pretty patient with that. You know, in my first relationship, I never once was like, we need to get engaged. And we didn't get engaged till seven years in. And then we didn't get married for like another two years after that, because I've just, I'm, I'm not the type of person that needs that in my life um, because I'm pretty happy with me alone kind of thing. So anyways, um, Long story short, because now I'm yammering a little bit, this person, after telling me to come back out and after us more or less manipulating both of our lives to make this relationship work, um, we had a conversation on a Monday where we talked about my driving back out there and spending an extended period of time out there. After that, I went and manipulated my entire schedule, moved things, um, you know, like made my life adhere to being out there. And two days later, I get this random text from this person saying that they need to go elsewhere for work during the time that I'm supposed to come. So I casually just say, no worries. All I need is Wi-Fi. I'll just come there instead. It's only a few more hours from where you live. I proceed to not hear back from this individual that I've been more or less investing time into for four months for three days. You didn't, hear back, you didn't hear back from him for three days. For three days, yes. Okay. After I was like, I'll just come to this place that you're going to for work. So, and this person texts me, texted me every day. So it was very out of the norm for them to ignore me like that. So I'm just thinking to myself, oh, they're probably just working. They're probably just busy. So I message them three days later and I say, I feel like you're ignoring me. Is everything okay? No, just really busy with work. That's all I got. Three days later, still nothing. I'm waiting to hear if I'm actually supposed to be coming out. I've got meetings that I probably need to do with clients. I'm like kind of keeping those, like, I'm like, I've scheduled them, but like, you know, I, I have to manipulate my schedule to, to deal with this. So here I am just like left waiting. So total just disrespect here. And all the while this person is posting stupid, meaningless content on their news, uh, Facebook news feed as they're actively ignoring me. Classy. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So then I'm just like, at this point, okay, I'm not an idiot. You're clearly avoiding me for whatever reason. This is now over. So I send this person a message on Facebook Messenger because they're also not answering their phone. And I just say, look, clearly you're ignoring me. I, I don't put up with this kind of stuff. So we're done now. I don't hear back from this person for another week. And then I get a message. I'm so sorry for avoiding you, but I met someone else. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm like, okay. such a dude thing to do. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, you asked me to, you asked me to come to your residence and stay with you for a week, a mere week ago. When did you meet this other person? <laughs> they yeah. then proceed to sidestep that question, go on about how they were not seeing this person when I was there last time, which I'm sure was untrue. Um, because this person has a child and the guy I was seeing had like met the child. So I don't know, just lots of details that didn't line up. And it was just ridiculous. And then the, the worst part about this story is not only was I ghosted in like what I perceive as one of the most awful ways not communicated with when he could have just said I met someone else because we had the conversation about you know if we meet someone else let's just tell each other 
and it'll be fine. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you for meeting someone else. But like the fact that you just didn't tell me and let me sit and wonder is what's disrespectful. He then proceeded to gaslight me and say, by the way, the only reason I didn't really respond to you is because you sent me that message about us breaking up and you got persnickety. So I didn't want to respond because I didn't want to deal with it, he says. I'm like, okay, thank you for putting that on me. You should look up the definition of gaslighting and never do it to anybody ever again. (laughs) The gaslighting thing is so fantastic. (laughs) Can't even deal. But here's the thing. It's like, why are we... So then if you look at it from a business perspective, would you, as social centric, allow, like, would you allow yourself to have a client like gaslight you and sort of manipulate you in that way from a work perspective? Because I'm trying to understand why we, why we allow this in our personal lives. It's like, we, we, we have these two versions of ourselves and we're just going to speak for ourselves. I mean, I can't speak for every woman entrepreneur, obviously, but as Dakota said, we have high profile, um, positions and, or, and we did, we did before we even became consultants, at least I did. I mean, I've worked for 20 years in PR in this city. So, um, we are known in the circles that we service and exist in. So, it's not an ego thing. I mean, that's just our lives. So we exist in a very public way. So we present ourselves in a professional way in most instances, no matter where we are or what we're doing, because we know that anytime there are people that may know us from our professional lives. So we're not out like, I mean, granted, we're not 20 anymore either, but you're not going to find us dancing on tables at clubs and things like that. Cause we do understand no. that we have a professional we can't do that no we can't do that uh but it's interesting how and this is dakota's story but that type of individual that type of guy we both have had in our like our worlds and why we both as successful women continually allow ourselves to be trashed in our personal lives. So having this sort of, is this an economy of like being a successful person professionally? uh, We just aren't as attuned to our own personal existence. And we are sort of busy as professionals. And, and from a personal perspective, we're just allowing our lives to happen around us because it's so weird. I mean, even though Technically, we both don't have it together professionally, and we can have a whole episode of why we are just hot messes most of the time. <laughs> just like everybody else, might just I? Just like add. everybody else, professionally, everybody is a hot else. Mess. But personally, why are we, when you're talking about the moral compass or our own values as professionals and business owners, why are we bending those? rules that we have for ourselves in our own personal lives like why are we not expecting the best from who we're dating the same as we would from our clients so I'm gonna say that I would agree that Alyssa I probably let a lot of behavior slip through the cracks in the past because I was very new to this very different dating scene that I didn't experience when I was in my early 20s. Right, because you were married. Because I was married. And I kind of, you know, for a while there, I probably compared a lot of people to my ex. And although he and I didn't work out, he's still like a gem of a human being. And he's, yeah, he communicates pretty damn well. You know, we had a very amiable divorce. Um, So yeah, like I probably put him on a bit of a pedestal, especially when it comes to communication. but. What I will say is I now, one thing I'm very thankful to this individual for is it has allowed me to really understand and see red flags. Because this person, I'm sorry, I don't well, know. He had about a thousand. <laughs> like, I so mean, he had like here's a thing, red like, flag after red flag. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. insert myself into no, the conversation as the friend and be like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but... <laughs> Dude was a walking epitome of a red flag. (laughs) 
I know. And I'm, I'm like half embarrassed that I dated him because a lot of my friends were actually like <laughs> Dakota. Really? Here's the thing though. We're all, um, we are all products of our upbringing and, and our experiences in life. And I don't think people who've gone through bad things should ever be shafted into this sort of waste basket of, oh, you're just a waste of skin because you, you had a particularly rough upbringing. However, this individual in particular, I thought he had dealt with his, his trauma, so to speak, but he hadn't. And so I knew all these red flags were apparent and I was almost, I wasn't trying to change him. I just want to point that out. But I was, I was, I was hoping that he had moved past his trauma and, and issues and was kind of evolving into a more upstanding human um, than previously. Cause he, he, and he will, like, if you, if anyone were to ever talk to him, he would admit to all of the things that he used to do that weren't great. So I knew who this person, I thought I knew who this person was, which is what the terrifying thing is because now dude is fully committed to this other person in, in like this very fast, crazy, intense way. And yes, I've creeped once or twice just because I needed closure. So I was like, Whoa, this like full blown relationship now. Um, and like, to me, that's just terrifying. But yes, like there were, there were a lot, like he, at the end of the day, I found out he was a master manipulator, narc textbook narcissist, like kind of a misogynist, uh, very right wing. Um, we did not have any of the same political beliefs and, and, ex and he was an existentialist. So like, I think, you know, within three, three months, had we actually committed, I probably would have ended things because I would have been like, oh my God, this is not. Dude. Well, and I think it comes yeah. back to, I mean, I remember saying this to you during this whole episode, um, was would you, be, and maybe I'm not being fair, but I'm just speaking as, as I was saying about being in the public eye and when we're out and about and having to sort of remember that we can run into people at any given moment and all of that. So I had said to Dakota, would you be proud to have be seen with this guy or have, or take him to the numerous, well, pre COVID, I mean, we don't go to events anymore, but all like the events that we attend or the, the things that we're invited to. And it's, it seems like sort of a shitty comment to say like, Oh, like I wouldn't want to, but at the same time, like think of the people that, especially those of you who are married, obviously you are going to be very proud or very like want to show off your spouse and be happy to be, be able to take them to things because you're married and you married that person for a reason. So when you're dating, it's sort of the same thought process you have to go through in your head. It's like, do I want to introduce this person to my family? Do I want to be like seen with this person if I happen to run into XYZ client who is like super bougie or whatever? or do I yeah. want to introduce this person to my friends or do I think it's going to end up in like one huge like fight? So fight. all of those things, like how we view who we bring on as clients, because I am very particular about the clients that I choose to work with. I think I've been very clear about that in terms of the, the morals and the values that I have as a business person. And, um, and like, I think I've mentioned before that because I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not going to go get the like Alberta beef council as a client because that would be <laughs> like a waste of time on both ends. Right? I, I worked with them. <laughs> I'm yes. sure they're lovely, but I'm like, I don't know anything about beef and I would have no idea how to no. like PR no. beef. So that would no. just be like not a good match on either side. So no. why don't we go through this process in terms of dating and think of like, from a yeah. moral perspective, is this someone I would want to represent or is this someone that I would be working with as a client in my business? Yeah. And if not, why am I okay with this in my personal life? A hundred percent. And you know, there were times where, I was like, if I believe in him, then yes, of course I would be, I would be willing. And we actually had plans for him to meet a number of my network, a number of people in my network when he was supposed, when we were supposed to be doing this like extended visit together. Um, but I also simultaneously found myself warning my friends like, oh, he's a little opinionated. <laughs> It's like a whole thing. It's like, whatever. <sighs> and I, I caught myself doing it. I was like, what are you doing? 
Um, but anyway, long story short now, like, no, I would be, no, I would be super like not okay with it because at the end of the day, he's not a bad person. He's just so polar opposite of like what I would put up with and, and need, but clearly like other people are fine with that. So whatever, but no, Alyssa brings up a really good point that yeah, vetting the people that you date. Cause that's such a personal thing uh, up against like, would you work with this person? Would you introduce them to your family? But I think a really good kind of trigger point is, would you be proud to introduce them to your friends and family and kind of deciding right. that after a few months and have zero preface. Like, so you had said that you were already kind of nurturing your friends and like, be like, Oh, oh he's yeah. kind of, but if I, had, friends to meet if him, I had oh just God. run into you with him somewhere, would you be okay with that? Like, I think of it from that perspective, right? If I had um, no, I mean, and I just like ran into you at a restaurant and you yeah. were like, Hey, come join us for dinner. Okay. Would you be, I think that's where we have to go because quite frankly, mm-hmm. I'm the same. Like, I mean, I have to be better at analyzing the dates, the dating people, people who my date <laughs> better dating than I do. <laughs> dating, um, better than I do, but as you said, like at the beginning of this podcast, which I thought was really interesting is that it is the whole dating scene is like a business arrangement in some way is that you have to go through like when you're, when you're, um, how did you word it? When you're, uh, uh prospecting for clients, oh, yeah. you have to go through so many prospect and so many emails and like when you're sending out pitches and like even even for just from a work perspective when we're um doing media relations and we have to send out so many pitches to get maybe one or two stories picked up so dating is the same where you have to go through like it's a game of numbers and you have to go through so many people to like find the one the one that you're meant to be with but then it leads to this whole other situation. And this is sort of where I'm at right now is it's exhausting. <laughs> the yeah. numbers game becomes a point of, of, I mean, pre COVID, I will say, cause I haven't done like much dating through COVID cause I find the whole thing anxiety inducing and kind of creepy to be honest. But pre COVID, it was my whole vetting process for going out with someone was whether I felt they were makeup worthy. So are you worth me like dressing up and putting makeup on? Because that's, that's a whole thing for me. Like, especially like those was a work, work from home all the time. So you have to like set a bar for yourself. And for me, that was what it was. It's like, if I'm going to go to the effort, because after work drinks mean a whole different thing when you work for yourself, because I probably haven't got out of sweatpants that day. So it's not like I'm just coming from the office like somebody else would. So I have to like prepare. So are you worthy of me like spending the time? And that's how I sort of weeded out a lot of people. Cause it's like, no, but like, even from a, when you're talking about moral compass, um, uh, moment, I'm going to be political for two seconds here, but, and this was pre COVID obviously, but I met a guy for drinks once, um, months, like probably back in 2018 before all this started. And, um, he started going, so he started going off about, um, like this must've been, oh, it was after the election. So after the provincial election, so, and we had premier Kenny. And, um, so he started just going off, like he's such a Kenny fanboy in this whole like situation. So honest to God, I have no time for that. Like, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I have no time for that. Um, any, any Jason Kenny love is beyond my like moral anything. So literally I, I, I put 20 bucks on the, on the bar. Cause you're at a bar, um, and said, thank you, but you are not my people. And I left. Oh my God. I love you. Like, and that, like that is a moral compass move. I that cannot mean good. seriously. So now I'm like, I cannot sit here. And first of all, I mean, he's so self-absorbed anyway, but it's like, I almost was relieved in the end. Like when I, cause I'm like, Hey, reveal that stuff right away. Because I'd rather, I'd rather know now that you're a complete toxic human than like three months in and be like, dude, what? So yeah, so, that's, yeah. Well, that's and, my vetting standard is it's like, yeah. are you, are you makeup worthy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and outside of this other person, my vetting standard, when I'm kind of in a position similar to Alyssa is like, am I excited or lonely? 
Right. That's the other issue. No, like, am I bored or am I like literally excited? And going back to what Alyssa was saying about getting ready, like as you're getting ready, are you like nervous? Are you excited? Or are you just kind of like, oh my God, I'm blow drying my hair and this is awful and it's taking forever and I don't want to go out tonight. Like, how are you feeling in your gut? Are you excited to see this person? Are they giving you butterflies? Because if they're not at this point, you know, in your early thirties, like, uh, like late thirties, forties, fifties, whatever, it's probably not worth it. If you're not super excited. Yeah. I mean, and you can think of that from a business perspective too. It's like, are you, are you dreading seeing emails from this person in your inbox? Do you dread every client call that you have with this person? You know, like, is, is there constant miscoms? Is that, you know, like, are, are there constant, issues? Are they nitpicking constantly? Are they micromanaging you? Are they constantly Um, going out of scope? That's another one. Yes. Yes. Or not responding to your emails. Well, getting ghosted. That's a whole other, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, we need to assess these relate because they're all relationships, whether it's business or personal, and we all have to assess these relationships on how we live our lives in our own moral center. And if your clients aren't providing uh, the, the the qualities that you think and, and they should possess based on how you want to present yourself, then those clients need to go. And I think that's a hard decision for a lot of entrepreneurs because of course, like money coming in is good and we need yeah. to pay our mortgage and stuff. And so, yes, we'll put up a lot with a lot of things, but ultimately your personal brand your and your professional brand, especially when you're a solopreneur, like most of us are, they're mm-hmm. connected. And if you're working with people that you wouldn't want to see or deal with in your own life, then that's problematic. And I think it's time to have conversations about how you start to, um, ties. Yeah. Cut ties. I think I wrote a whole blog post about this a few months ago in terms of like um, breaking up, breaking up with a client. Cause yeah. it's, it's a, everything's a yeah. conversation, but, but it's communication first. It's communication first. And I think yeah. what we are trying to get across in, in today's episode is that your, your personal relationships and your business relationships are the same and how you, you vet the people that you want in your personal life and your professional life there, you need to have standards for both of those things that should meet how you feel and are as a person. And that when those people don't meet those standards, they need to go and we don't need to justify and we don't need to explain ourselves as to why they need to go. I think as women, we are so terrible at that as like coming, having to have a whole, con- oh, well, this wasn't working out and oh, but we could do this and, you know, no. And I think we all just need to start learning that no is an answer. There's, we don't need to preface that by anything. It's just no. And with clients, it's just, this isn't, this isn't working and move on. Um, because the more we get involved and create these stories around why we're trying to make these things work, the worse it all becomes. Because the more you hate working with them, the more you hate having them in your life in any sort of way. And that's not that's not being a positive and successful business person. That's just being a person that is too attached to the the money as opposed to your own personal values. Yeah. And this is why the two relationship styles correlate so deeply. You know, if you think about it, would you put up with somebody who wasn't respecting your time in a really a personal relationship? Or would you put up with somebody who you didn't align with in a personal relationship? And maybe you do, and that's a whole other conversation, but with clients if any of that stuff is happening, the deeper you get in with them, you know, likewise, the deeper you get in with somebody who you're in a romantic relationship with, the harder it is to get out. Yes. This is why you've got to listen to your gut. You've got to be excited. You have to make sure they align with you from a value standpoint. And especially now in today's day and age, you know, your, your, like your values equation should really dictate who you let into your life, business or otherwise. Correct. Because realistically, all of the decisions that you make affect your brand. And when people find out that you're working with so-and-so that reflects on you um, negatively or positively, all of these things exist outside of just your personal 
or professional relationship with a specific client. And I think the reputation, your reputation needs to matter more than the the value of the contract that you have with that person. And we need to start valuing ourselves more than just the transactional relationship between um, service and getting paid. Because I view there is there are many, many PR people in this city, whether it's firms or independents or otherwise. Um, and we see a lot of the people that they work with or the people that they have aligned themselves with. And yeah, I judge that because that reflects on them personally. I mean, we all know Calgary's a small city that we know a lot of these people. And so it's like when I see somebody that's partnered with that that person or that company, I'm I'm immediately like, oh, that's yeah, that's unfortunate. Because that's just how we are as humans. And so I think we've always got to be cognizant of that in in how we we want to present ourselves and what what our relationship with that company or that person says about us to other people because unfortunately that matters especially in a business context yeah absolutely and so we'll just leave you guys with you know that and just just think about that right um because you shouldn't let anything into your life that isn't going to expand your life right And, and yeah and everything like obviously not everyone's life is all joy and unic- rainbows and unicorns all the time, but you should be working with people who bring you joy in some capacity. Absolutely. What, Especially if your job integrates into your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. You've got to, if your job is your life, if you yeah. have that work-life integration that we, we always talk about, you have to work at it constant at the relationship with yourself constantly to make sure you're happy with this lifestyle. Yep, exactly. And those are hard conversations to have with yourself, but Mm -hmm. um, they need to be had, especially going through this really mentally draining time Time. is now is a good time to sort of assess your business and what it means to you. And are you, are you doing things that matter? Are you doing things that make you happy? Are you doing work that is relevant and is, is um, bringing positive things to the world. I think those are all, all conversations we need to be um, having with ourselves. Absolutely. And you know what? We want to hear your terrible relationship stories and we want to talk about them on the next cast. Obviously we'll keep it anonymous. So if you guys want to DM us at ladies who launch pod on Instagram or Facebook, go ahead and find us at ladies who launch pod. And we would really love to hear your guys's stories and talk about them on the next cast. Yeah. And if anyone has advice on my ghosted client, that'd be awesome too. Yeah. That is any kind of a relationship story, business, yeah. romantic, obviously keep it PG. We are a PG podcast. Um, <laughs> sort of. Somewhat. But, uh, but yeah, we'd love to hear your stories um, and, t- and they could be featured on the next cast. So thanks everybody. And we hope you have a great day. See you in the next cast. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 